Yeah, what if you're doing a jungle scene and you want green paper? <laughs> no, no, it won't work. No. Why not? <laughs> well, I tell you what, you try it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 101 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. We're back. Another week, another episode, and 101. 101. And you know what? I was thinking too, 101. Um, that's our white, isn't it? It is. Uh, our very famous white. Are we going to be referring to colour numbers yep. every week? As we go through <laughs> all, all the colour numbers. When you get up to 273, I say, that's a grey. <laughs> no, no, I won't do it again. <laughs> it just it just struck me that 101 is the most popular colour we do. That's right. That's right, yeah. Well, there you go. That's a good little reference for anyone out there. <laughs> um, last week's episode was brilliant, if I do say so myself. We got some great feedback on it. So it thank was you nice, wasn't it? everyone yeah. to, that sent in their feedback. Uh, we're really glad to bring Mum on the show. And uh, it was great having three of us, so we'll be doing that again, for sure. Yeah, I look, I look forward to it. It was good, it was good. Uh, anyway, how are you today, Dad? Um, great, mate. Um, it's uh, been a, a good week this week. Uh, I've been really busy, not just with the artwork, but we've been busy with family and and uh, going out to theatre. I've had uh, three shows I've been to. Wow. Um, so we've, 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 had, we've really lived it up this week, but uh, I've also got a lot of artwork done as well, so I'm, I'm ever so chuffed. It's been a busy week for you and... Uh... A busy week for you as well. Yes, I've been moving, moving and all that. Moved places, yeah, moved house, so uh, that's been stressful. <laughs> I'm glad uh, I'm glad I'm all settled in now because that the last week has been crazy. So, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, well, you've done well. You're, you're, you're better off where you are, though, Steve. A nice location. Yep, absolutely. It's uh, it's been really great. Yeah, so I'm I'm really chuffed. You're really chuffed. And uh, lots of new members this week, which has been great. Lots of new people coming into the fold. So welcome to all of our new members that may be listening to this. Uh, this may be their first show that they're listening to. So if you're a new member, welcome. Glad to have you on board. Um, we've got loads to cover this week. Uh, loads of great feedback and loads of questions. So should we dive right in? I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. So... Yeah. The first one is from Julia, and Julia has got a suggestion for courses that she'd like to see on the website. Julia says, two animals I would love to see as courses, Colin, are Staffordshire Bull, Terri- Staffordshire Bull Terriers and <laughs> Hares. Yeah. Please, please, um, please. Right. No reason why not. The uh, At the moment, I've got quite a cool, good um, schedule of... Um, planned pictures but obviously you know we're going to get to the end of them and i'm going to need those suggestions so both of those suggestions are logged Stephen. yes they're good ones a hair, i like the hair good... idea yeah I, that, that, that particularly appeals to me um one of the problems you have when you're dealing with pictures you you kind of think i don't want to go too twee you know and rabbits 
I kind of thought, sure, I know I had done a baby rabbit. I did a baby rabbit um, workshop uh, pack, uh, but I kind of thought shy of them. But hares are a different kettle of fish. Yeah. And I think they would look really, really good as a subject. What I might do with that, though, is make a, a complete hare rather than do a, you know, just a, a head and shoulders. I'd probably do it in a complete hair in a setting. I think that would look really nice. I think that would look better than a, I, I agree. a mm. portrait version. Yeah, I think a full hair subject would be great. So good suggestion, so that, Julia. Thank you very much. That's a good suggestion. That's a good one. Next one is from Dave. This is a good little bit of feedback. Hi, Colin. I've sent you a copy of The Puffin, just completed. That didn't take Dave long to complete The Puffin. Um, (laughs) Thank you again so much. Hope you don't mind. I did alter it a bit, and he made a few changes, which is uh, always a good thing. Uh, I would also like to say that because of all your teaching techniques, I found myself in a position to produce my own commissioned pet portraits. This was only possible because of a talent that was hidden for far too many years. And to you who has guided that talent to the artist I am today, and I'm still learning from you all the time. Thank you so much, Colin. You're a star. Oh, well, that's really, really nice. We've had two or three people in that situation and I'm, really chuffed you can't i can't tell you how much i appreciate you telling me and you won't appreciate how much how chuffed i am it's lovely to hear those stories this is what it's all about steve isn't it you know it's it's great doing artwork is great doing the pastel pencils is great but when at the end of it you have a result like that then Gosh, you can't ask for more, can you? No, it's brilliant. Wonderful. It's inspiring. And there's going to, well, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's going to be a lot more like that. There's going to be a lot more people in the coming months and years that are going to be doing exactly that. Mm. So, uh, and do tell us, when it happens, tell us, folks, because we'll broadcast it. Yeah. We'll sure. shout it from the rooftops. Absolutely. Because I think it's a great, a great achievement. Indeed, indeed. So well done, Dave. Congratulations from us here. The next one is from Anne. Hi, Steve. I just wanted to ask you to thank Colin from me for his amazing tutorial on the Black Labrador. It took me a a while, but I am very happy with the outcome and and it has given me confidence. I didn't want to attach, didn't want to attach a photo as you will get so many, but wanted to share it with you. So just did a screenshot. The on-grey paper that I ordered uh, from you to New Zealand is working well. Very different to my other favourite, Colour Fix. But mm-hmm. I was using more chalk pastels with that. That's right. I am now working on a portrait of my daughter, which is very ambitious. But having done a girl tutorial, I think I have a good starting point. I also have a lineup of other tutorials of Collins to get on with. All very exciting. Thanks again to both of you for your wonderful programme, Anne. Well, thank you for the... Uh the uh, feedback that is great once again it's great mm, that's good and it's the cockles of our hearts it's really nice to hear that and uh it's great that you're branching out and doing the portraits and uh you've already done the gold portrait so yes you've got a good starting point already with skin tones mm. and that sort of thing and you'll learn uh, a hell of a lot from from doing the portraits uh, one of the trickiest subjects aren't they there are we've got a, a man on the chocks as well so later on if you fancy doing a fella yeah you're going to have a man portrait to uh, it, 
it's all practice. Any any skin is practice, but certainly a man is is slightly different to a woman. You've got a a, a harder looking skin. Mm. So when that comes up, check it out. Uh, check it out. Great stuff. Next one is from Claudia. Uh, hi, Steve. Thanks for your reply and encouraging words. Uh, I am truly looking forward to the next project as Colin never stops amazing me with his talent. I also wanted to say that your latest podcast was so pleasant to listen to. Your mum sounds like a very special lady and the three of you were just so in tune with each other and effortlessly managed to carry on a very interesting conversation for almost an hour. Great job. <laughs> we don't have any trouble with that. No. We write chatterboxes on. We are. <laughs> <laughs> but she is a very special lady and we are all in tune all three of us it's incredible uh, mm. how long our conversations will will go on for i mean you know i remember uh, living at home and coming home you know uh, nine o'clock or whatever and, and we'd sit there and chat and then it'd be midnight that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not a podcast that people don't want to listen to a three-hour <laughs> podcast of us do they <laughs> well it's lovely we've always got so much of interest to talk about though yeah you know, that's the lovely thing about it i mean you were coming home it's not just you but all the other children too when they used to come in we used to sit down with them all and uh, how's your day been oh you know we're, we're interested um i mean other parents would be too it's not just us yeah uh, but we, we find that fascinating too to see the younger people and how they work and how they their lives develop especially in in your situation because you and i have got much more in common now because we're you know um partners in a a great venture exactly and uh so uh, oh anyway lovely great thanks Claudia. It's, it went really, down well. it's really nice to hear that yeah so thanks for that uh the next one is uh, a question from bertrand uh, hi colin i saw on the website the post snow leopard pastel pencil feedback and i have the same problem uh as Barry, as I'm living in France, all the retailers in Paris sell Andre Fabriano papers, but with colours. Now I don't. I'm not going to be able to spell it, uh, say this right at all. Pronounce this. Uh, Gialetto, Gialetto, Gialetto. Oh yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Or uh, Avorio. Which yep. one is the corresponding to the sand colour in the UK? I don't know. We don't know that. But can't, can't help you on that one. The top is the one we use, so look for that one. Yeah. Now I sent uh, Bertrand uh, a colour reference, and this may help. Hopefully, anyone out there that is struggling with different colours, uh, mm. colour names. It's seven oh one. Is the colour? That's, right. that's actually the colour reference to uh, that we supplied. Uh, that we were supplied by a supplier. Um, so if you go into your local shop and they've all colours are all different names if you ask them which one is 701 they should have on their system or know from when they order it in which one is 701 because yeah i googled it and done lots of research and uh, there's 601 and 701 and they're both very similar colors uh, uh to the ones that we use but 701 is is it so that hopefully is a good little bit of information for anyone out there that's struggling with that Mm. once again thank, thanks uh, for uh, bringing that subject up yeah and it's one I, I absolutely wanted to include because uh, yeah people do do struggle with finding the exact colour especially in mm. uh, other countries mm. uh, the next one is from Bob hi Steve are there any exercises on the site that use black paper now yeah uh, no there aren't uh, are there likely to be no 
Now, uh, I did reply to Bob and I said, no, <laughs> there isn't. But I also explained the reasons why. Do you want to just go into a bit of detail to yeah, using I black can. paper? I can, I can be very, very precise about this because when you, the pastel pencil itself is a, a translucent material. So what happens is when you put it on a dark colour, you can see the colour of the paper through it. This works brilliantly with the sand because the sand colour is a natural colour and we do wonders with it. Uh, with a normal, um, everyday kind of subject. But when you use a very dark colour, black would be the world's worst. Uh, you're going to have a, a grey, if, if you put white on, for instance, you'd have a grey. You wouldn't have white, you'd have a grey. No, no amount of layers would you get a white. Now, if you were to use um, soft pastel totally different kettle of fish altogether soft pastel have got a very high pigmentation especially the very good quality ones and you could get away with it but i've got to tell you but if you did our kind of picture with soft pastels on black paper they wouldn't look anywhere near as good as ours are because even soft even the soft pastel would still have that influence of black under it they can't do it now you could probably work um, a night scene, something, you know, a nighttime scene, or very dark, moonlit night, something like that, uh, would possibly work with black, with soft pastel, but it won't work with pastel pencils. Can't do it. I've toyed with the idea of doing a moonlight scene using a, maybe a dark blue. Not very, very dark blue, you know, but something... Um, darker than mid-tone um, but I have I'm not sure I'm going to do it it's something I've thought about and I'm not sure I want to do it we've got so many subjects so that we can call upon that I'm not sure I really want to um, you know take that on but you know it, it's, it's, it, it's an experiment if someone wants to experiment please do and I'd love to know the result that they get but personally, I wouldn't use it, and we won't have an exercise like it, no. Does uh, using, say, the blue, does is there an advantage in a nighttime scene to using blue uh, already? Because you're going to have that, that colour, that tone coming through already. Right. Is there an advantage to that then? There are, yeah. yeah that, that would be the advantage you'd have. Um, but once again, if you put white on, it would look um, dingy. You couldn't get the white to look bright. So for a moonlight scene, if you've got like a full moon, mm -hmm. using blue, it's going to be really hard to get a nice bright moon, but the rest of the picture's tone is going to be all right. Is that kind of the I think you're probably right, yeah. Yeah, you could use a bit of soft pastel though for the moon. Yeah, in, in you know, or polychromos. Right. Polychromos would work better than pastel pencil, but not as good as soft pastel. Got so you yeah. could do that. There are ways of doing it, but you can see. I'm sure everybody out there is listening to me and saying, "Oh, that doesn't sound complicated," and it is. So my argument would be, "Well, why do it then?" There's so many other things you can do. So many other lovely projects you can do. Why do it? What about grey? Using grey paper, yeah. how does that affect? The, is it just it, does it just dull down the brighter colours? Uh, grey, um, if it's a light grey, if it was a light grey, the same t uh, tonal value as the sand, uh, you can actually use that. 
I've, I have used it in the past, but you'd have to use it on the right kind of animal. For instance, it would probably work quite well on a black lab. Got you, yeah. Because you're, you're working on the same tonal value. Uh, but the sand colour, I've got to tell you, I don't even know why or how or when that uh, the universe gave me the sand colour paper. It was a complete accident from the beginning. When I, I, uh, I think people know the story already, but I can very, very briefly tell people new to it. Um, I was playing with the pastel pencil and I was, I was actually using all sorts of different colours, even the darker colours, and they weren't working very well. And I just happened to have mount card or mount board that I was using as a, from, a, from the framing point of view with the sand colour on it. And I tried that and thought, ooh, that looks nice. Then I did a few more, and that was it. Now, if I hadn't had that sand-coloured mount board, would I be where I am today? Probably not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing story, and one of those stories that you look back and think, if that hadn't happened, would all of this have happened? Mm. Interesting, isn't it? It is, and we get a lot of questions about paper. We do. I mean, there's two back-to-back already. Um and I don't know if we could stress enough how good the sand is and that, that people, you know, they use others, which is great, you know, experiment and yeah. try others. But it always comes down to that that being the best for pencil pencils in, in our minds. Well, I've been using it for 30 years nearly. And I've done, I don't know how many pictures, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures, uh, not only my own pictures, but my classes have, have all used the same colour. So imagine how many paintings that have been done on that sand of different subjects. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And every single one of them looks great. I just want to ask one quick question, going back to the, the blue paper. If you're doing a seascape... Mm-hmm. Um, would there be any other benefit uh, to using like a blue paper for a seascape? No. Right. No, you wouldn't. Why is that? Because, well, that's it, okay for the blue water. It will work for that. But what about everything else? You, you, you're not, you've got the boats, you've got the sky, you've got uh, land, you've got all the other, you can't just, and if it was just sea, if you were doing a sea, just that, with no sky, no boats, no land, work all right possibly but still that would give you you wouldn't get the, the surf you know the, the yeah way the the, the yes yeah, sir that's right i've got it right haven't i <laughs> yeah the white the white surf you wouldn't get the white surf looking white it would look blue it would look right. tinged with blue no you can't do it steve there's no way out because i mean not, i'm just thinking from you know my my mind uh not as well educated and i think oh you think logic says seascape there's sky maybe there's uh, that's blue water that's blue <laughs> you think oh blue paper that would solve but obviously not but it's just a question i wanted to, to ask. Well, one, one another little argument i had when i first started i thought well you know if, if i want to do a, a landscape with a lot of sky in it why it's better to use white paper surely so that because on gray paper comes in white too you can buy it in white. And I thought, well, I'll use white paper. It looked absolutely awful because I put the blue on. You see right, what I mean? I yeah. put the blue on for the, for the blue in the blue sky and left the white cloud, as you would do with a watercolour. Yeah. looked awful. 
Right. It, can't, it doesn't work that way. It, look, <laughs> if you think about it, it, it would, but it wouldn't. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to use the sand colour and you've got to put the white on and then you put the, sand, the blue into the white. Mm. And we know that that works really well. Mm. Great. Good. But it's a fascinating, and you can see, it, it raises a lot of debate. It does, it does. There's, there's probably more questions I could, or there are more questions I could think of on that <laughs> subject. Like, what about green, I'm not going to stop there, what about green paper? <laughs> if you're doing a well, jungle scene. It would work very well with grass, wouldn't it? Yeah, what if you're doing a jungle scene and you want green paper? <laughs> no, no, it won't work. No. Why not? <laughs> Well, I tell you what, you try it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. All right, I will. <laughs> no, I can't waste my time. I can't waste my time on it. I know in my early days I did all these experiments and I know it won't work. Yeah. I've had classes that said to me, people come to class, oh, I bought this dark purple paper. Wouldn't it look nice if I did? No, it won't. Oh, it will. I'll try it. And they try it and it fails miserably. Yeah. I said, I told you so. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say that, but that's what I used to say. I told yeah. you so. Look, I tried to warn you. I tried to tell you. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, I, I won't try a jungle scene on green paper. I trust you. <laughs> uh, I believe you. Moving on from paper now. Um, Gabrielle sent in a question. Uh, would you be so kind as to ask Colin if he can tell me what colours I should use on the red cattle dog I have attached? Uh, can you tell him that I've sold three of the paintings now? The eagle owl, the black Labrador and the lion. I'm so thrilled, as you can imagine. Another There's another one. There's another one that's selling pictures. Great. Brilliant. That's wonderful, isn't it? Um, no, the, the, the picture itself, um, I have the picture actually in front of me on the screen. Um, Gabriel knows and everybody else knows that I'm not very, I'm not a lover of um, giving out colours. The problem why uh, is, if I was to say you want this, that, this, that, this, that, I'm only guessing those colours. I mean, some of them are going to be accurate. The problem is, if I said those colours, everybody would stick to that, or Colin told me, and would blindly go on and find themselves in a spot of bother because it might not work. What I do, in fact, Steve, I might take this opportunity. I've got, I've just, just finished a sequence of four different pictures that I've done uh, with this process in mind. Um, so I can, I can outline that and also give um, Gabrielle some advice on this one. What I would do is I would look at the picture and what you do, it's a very good picture, I would then select a variety of colours. And you know what I used to tell my class, and uh, this works well, is to put the colour actually on the picture, on the photograph. Yeah. Compare it, you know, and say, oh, that looks good. If it looks good, put it to one side. Then carry on and keep doing that all the way through the picture. So that what you do is you collect maybe a couple of dozen pencils that you think, oh, these would work. Then, then you have a... Um, you know, you have a, something to start off with. I mean, obviously, you'd be using the, the whites uh, and the ivories in this situation. You've got to be careful, though, because if you use white and ivory under the, the rusty colours that this, this particular dog has got, then you're going to not going to get the rusty colour looking as sparkling as it does. 
So you've got to be careful that you don't put those colours underneath. Uh, but there you would use um, maybe, a, maybe a very light grey or something like that. You see how difficult, though, this is actually... Are you, uh, looking, are you looking at the more warmer greys, the warmer tones, aren't you? Cause it's I'm, looking, I'm looking. The, the, when I look at that picture, I can see colours like uh, the, the whites, the ivories, the greys. I'm looking at the warmer greys. Yes, you're quite right. The warmer greys I'd be looking for because you're looking at warm colours generally. And then you're looking at the, the, the rich colours, the 283s, the 186s, 186 as opposed to 187, because that's richer than 187. And uh, and the oranges, all of those colours would mm. be uh, applied. But it's absolutely impossible for me, even with my experience, to look at that dog and give a whole range of colours. I wouldn't do it. Now, that, the, the tip that you said about putting the colour to the picture, that's a really good tip, so others can, can follow that. This picture is going to be on the, on the website underneath the player if you're listening to uh to us on the website so you can you can look at obviously the picture as we're describing it uh as we're describing the colors for it now um the oranges those you don't use a lot of orange generally uh in the puffin in the puffin obviously you have um is there a danger when approaching orange Mm. because it's quite a bright (laughs) color you're quite right, yeah. yeah. When you're using orange, it's a very fierce colour. It's a very rich colour. And that colour generally is added to other colours, like 187, 186. You right. would put the orange to add to it. Got you. As you would do with the uh, 283. There's another colour that you would add to it. Uh, so you can make up a, a colour like uh, uh, 186, 283, and you could also then put a little bit of orange in. You could put 113 and 109. You can all you can put them together, but it's a very very difficult thing to say categorically. This is what you need, and this is what you do. The best way of doing this is exactly what I told you to do. And Gabriel should have that picture in front. It's a very good photograph, and then choose colours from her range that she's got that match the colours in the picture, and, and you- then she can work on the base colours based on that. And would you suggest, because orange can be quite a harsh, brash colour, um, to almost get that skin, uh, that fur tone down mm. on a spare bit of paper? Absolutely. Get that, Absolutely. Get that right. Almost use it like a palette um, to get that tone right, because I'd be so scared approaching that, mm. uh, that kind of, because it's so, so bright. But it's a beautiful picture. Um, uh, yeah, but you know what it reminds me of, Steve? It reminds me of a fox. Yes, it, it does. It's got that same um, colouring as a fox has. Yeah. And we're going to be doing a fox later on. Yeah. There's, there's a fox coming up. Yeah. So people will be able to see that kind of thing in action. The other thing you've got to remember, too, is when you're doing a picture, you have quite a lot of artistic licence. And if you, a picture like this will never turn out exactly like it is on the um, photograph. So you have to use a bit of license. You have to use a little bit of um, ingenuity in controlling your colours. Sometimes the colours can be too harsh. Mm. And also, if you were to see this dog in real life, it wouldn't be as properly as bright as that. Yeah, is that, it's so quite so a bright picture. So you've got to be careful there. Yeah, mm. interesting, really interesting. Good. 
Okay, well, let us know how you get on, Gabrielle, and uh, do send in the picture when you've completed, if you want. We'd love to see it and uh, and see see how it turned out. The only thing I would add to that, there is a postscript to this. I've said the warmer colours that you would use in the fur and so on, but the nose, you would use the uh, cool uh, the cool colours. Cold greys. 230-233-181. Got you. As well as others, because the, very often you get this black lab had that as well. You have a you have a, a, a nose which is slightly bluey. Yeah. So you've got to use the cool colours for that. Yeah, it's a good mixture of warm and cool. I mean, that, that's it's variety in this, is in, a, mm. in the picture, mm. isn't it? You should never say never. You, you should look at pictures and say, "This is what I see. This is what I'll do." Yeah. That's why I won't. I won't commit myself to colours. Mm. Good. Good answer. Thanks, Gabrielle, for, for sending that in. The next one is from Geranium, and Geranium's got a problem with doing cat's whiskers. Now, the cat's whiskers are not coming out um, as well, and they're using, uh, described here, an acid-free 180-gram, 2-millimetre backing board pastel pad by Montmart. Don't know it. Sorry, Steve. So I was going to ask you. <laughs> no, don't know it. Whether I mean they said they said they can't get hold. I don't think they can get hold of the engre, or they they haven't got the engre available. But they're using that backing board, and they and I wondered if that's possibly uh, the problem with the cat's whiskers not showing up. Don't know. I can tell people how to do cast whiskers um, on ordinary on grey paper, and that is you need sharp points uh, on the white if you can if they're going to be white. Uh, if you've got a white cat and you put put white whiskers on, it doesn't work because you can't put white over top of white. So you'd have to use a compromise there. You'd have to make the whiskers a little darker, or you have to make the fur, the white fur, darker. If you've got uh, tabby cats, um, or, or worse than that, probably if you've got a grey or very dark cat, and you try to put whiskers on black cat, for instance, try to put a white whisker on a black cat. It's almost impossible, Steve, to do it. But you can if you sharpen the white to a really, really fine point and zip them in. Don't hesitate; they've got to be zipped. Mm. You can't just say, "I'll draw this very carefully," and it won't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this was the free cat, uh, free kitten tutorial. Oh, we shouldn't have a problem with that. Um, really, shouldn't have a problem with that unless you've overapplied the colours. If you've overapplied the colours and they pancake them on, then of course the white's got a harder job to cut through. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't do much about that, I'm afraid. And this this happens with uh, with amateur work when you get people who are trying things and they go, oh, that's not right, so I'll put a bit more on, put a bit more on. And you do end up with perhaps a little bit too much. But still, if the, the whiskers, uh, the point of the pencil was sharpened as fine as it would go, you would still be able to get them in. Good. If it doesn't work, use a very sharp 175 or 177. That would work. Oh, okay. You okay. wouldn't have a white whisker, but you'd have a whisker. That's a good point. That's a good... I'm good. That's a good uh, Good tips there. Good one. Uh, there is a video on our YouTube channel as well that is uh, specifically just for cat's whiskers. So do check out our YouTube channel if you want any more information. YouTube.com slash Colin1940. There's lots and lots of whiskers 
on their way, folks. <laughs> I've got to tell you, in the next few months, you'll be seeing lots of whiskers. <laughs> um, okay, good. Well, that's all the questions uh, for this week. I should take this opportunity to mention that the next project coming up for members is uh, the second in our three figure life drawing uh, projects. This one is a kneeling subject. It's a man kneeling down uh, on a, a box uh, and uh, stretched out arms. It's from the back uh, view. And uh, that is coming up in the next next week, actually. Yeah, next week. So uh, both the drawing tutorial and the pasta pencil tutorial will be up. So you can uh, follow Dad doing, uh, doing the drawing if you want or just using pasta pencils. It's it's a great project. I do urge people to do it. People look at. I, I know that people tried that other one that we did, the first to standing nude. That was really good too, and a lot of people had a lot of success with that. I do urge people to try it. It it it's the drawing skills. It's honing your drawing skills, learning black and white and tonal values. There's a yeah. lot to be said for that. Yeah. So I do urge people to break off their animals and their portraits and their landscapes, just to give that a go. Give it a try. And with that subject, we've provided you with four different references. You've got the, the reference picture, you've got the line drawing, you've got the grid, and then you've got the picture in the grid that you can use uh, with your paper as well. So is that all that is coming in next week. Great. Uh, another new product. We've added a new product to our, our line on our, webs, uh, on our store now, and that's the Taper Point Colour Shaper. Uh, talk a little bit about that. You've only started using that recently, haven't you? I have. Well, uh, actually, I've been using it for about three months or four months now, Stephen. But uh, you would only be seeing it very recently. And but the, the reason I the reason I'm saying this length of time is that I wanted to make sure before I say to people, you know, this is absolutely essential. Um. I wanted to make sure it was absolutely essential because it's it's very similar to the um, the chisel. ivory chisel color shaper, and you know people have seen me use the corner. You know, oh, you need to get in there tight so you can use the corner of it, and you still can. You can still carry on like that, but I wanted something that was uh, a little easier to use so i bought bought myself one of these and give it a try and as i said i've been experimenting it's it's really really good for very fine work when you're going up really close to um the animal or your subject or um a corner of an eye or you know any you can i'm sure people can think back and think oh uh, you know, that would have been useful for that the other thing about it is if it was just that i would say well you probably still could use the corner of the uh chisel other advantage you've got is it's softer than the, the ivory chisel one it's a little softer a little bit more flexible right. and it can create a sheen that is can't be created with the other two now it's, it's okay for me to talk but when you uh, look at all the new projects and uh, that are coming up. You'll see me using that more and more and more. And I got to the stage, folks, when I wouldn't do without it. Really? Yeah. And I only, only this week ordered them. So you see, I don't 
tread lightly. You know, I, I sort of think about this for a, a long time before I say to you, this is what you need. Uh, you can still use the others. I mean, the grey is invaluable. The ivory colour shaper that we use at the moment is invaluable. And this little pointed one, this tapered one, is also invaluable to me. And I hope it will be to you too when you see it in operation. Mm, mm. It's great. I mean, it's not often we add a product, like you say, uh, that is that is is vital or is, is makes such a difference to a picture. And uh, having seen your work uh, done with it, I'd agree that it's something that for four ninety five, having it in your arsenal of color shaper blenders is is going to be great. Really recommend it. I do, yeah, I do. They are now available on our art store under the art materials section. And if if you say to me, well, what's what's next, folks? Are you going to have a are you going to have a a grey tapered one? The answer is no, I won't. It it, it fulfills a need. This one, I, and I'm I'm a great believer in the the tools doing the job. And in this case, all of those three tools have made a big, big difference to our work over the last few years. And certainly uh, over the last few months, the Taper One has uh, also done its job. Yeah. All designed to make it bigger and better, Steve. As always. We're always As trying always. to do that. Yeah. Good. Okay. So uh, that's everything that we've got for this week. Um, keep your questions coming in. Uh, keep your feedbacks coming in. That's what fuels this show. Without your feedback, it would just be us talking about us for three hours. And I uh, don't think you really want that, listeners. You'd much rather <laughs> the, the tips and the advice, I'm sure. So um, that's all the updates that we've got for this week. We'll be back next week with probably a studio version um, of the show for number 102. Which, what colour is 102? 102 is cream, Stephen. <laughs> we'll be back cream. Next, next, um, back next week uh, with a cream enough, show. Um, I've, I've never really used cream very much up until uh, about three months ago. So people probably haven't actually seen me use cream yet, but I am using cream more and more. Stock up so on 102 cream. 102 cream. Stock up on cream, everyone, because uh, you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. So uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.